Not to worry, we are still flying half a ship. Hi, welcome to the uh, Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, this is episode 70. Uh, my name is Roger Heathers. With me, as always, is my co-host, Declan Kitchener. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Can I just say, I love that you had to look at our little whiteboard where you've got all the notes to try and remember your name. This is brilliant. <laughs> it's 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 podcasts. I'll have you know, my name isn't written on the whiteboard. It's written on my memory bank. Written on your memory bank? Yep. Do you have to, like, take it out and look at the outside and just go... Oh, that's who I am. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I put... I, yeah, I've been I've been charged too much money for things. I've been fined. I need to go to court. Can't I be someone else? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know either. Um. So what too we do fun. in a in a week, right? This is this is very good. What I'm doing right now. What we do in a week on this weekly songwriting podcast is we write a song in the space of a week. Woo! This week we're writing a song about what this week we have each written a song about ancient Egypt. Yes. We're doing a bunch of different topics at the moment, aren't we? Like, each week is like we had uh, The Scream, we had Casablanca, we have uh, Ancient Egypt, we've got a few more to come. Uh, yeah, which has been like an extra challenge on top of trying to write an interesting song and take apart the chords and everything live on air. I don't know about you, Roger, but I found this one exceedingly difficult. Uh, I'm not going to go into it too much because I think it might spoil my song if I do, but uh, it's just so much to research... And I didn't help myself because I've picked the worst week to get into Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I need to do work, but I need to see what happens to the hound. <laughs> you know what you should have got really into? The mummy. That yeah. might have helped. Yeah. CGI Scorpion King. You're really not convincing, but you've got that as me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's my turn to go first this week. Declan's sitting like a songwriting yogi this week. I'm just going to start like doing my Yoda voice in a minute and doing some really non-committal advice. Like, hmm, return to the major, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just preface this song by saying it's not my best. Um, I think that's something we're going to have to like slightly own today. Is that I don't think we've... we've uh, this is such a weird challenge that I think... We're going to play this one for a bit of a goofball episode. So if you're expecting, yeah. like, Bohemian Rhapsody twice over, just be prepared for us to be a bit silly this time round. Now, I know the listeners of this show are used to sky-high quality content. Yeah. But not like, this week. Yeah. <laughs> this week, we're just taking it a bit easier. We're going to have a, <laughs> going to have a bit of a laugh. Um, yeah. Going to be good. Going to be good. Okay, so this is my song called Ramesses II, and it goes like this. Ooh. Second, Ooh, it does no good to 
Quite nice. I like that. Thanks. I like to think that what it lacks in songwriting quality, it makes up for in being all quiet and timid. Well, I like. There's a couple of uh, really interesting moments in that, like where you're doing most of the song is um, you're tuned down a, uh, a tone, but you're playing in E. So I'm going to refer to these shapes in E. Uh, you're playing mostly in E standard shapes, uh, and then there's a bit towards the end where you start playing E, F sharp, just as a major, G sharp as a major and just bringing that in, which is a really nice way to sort of hook uh, listeners back in at that point, which is kind of nice. Mm. It's always tricky at the end of the song where, like, it's the same stuff over and over again. It's just like, how do I how do I get people to come back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that thing is something that I think about quite a lot, where you introduce a new tone or feel to the song. Uh, a great example of that is um, Hey Jude, you know? Am I right in thinking that you're thinking about the... Then you look back that's never been in there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just nice and refreshing. Hold your spirits high. <laughs> One day like this year will see me right. It's such an effective trick that they literally ripped the chords for that song. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, it's a cool thing to do with a song. Like, we have... Um... Like your B that just goes off in a wildly different direction, but, like, you know... Yes. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the, the Egypt thing. The, the actual topic didn't trouble me at all. I, I had ideas at the beginning of the week of like what I wanted to write about. Uh, so just... Uh, sorry to interrupt you there. Ramesses II, just to make sure I've got my history right, is he the one whose tomb was like uh, wrought by the British, essentially? Like, I have no idea. He's a famous one. He is famous, I'll tell you that like, much. It's the one you always see with the gold mask, the long chin, and... Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's one of the few uh, Egyptian uh, emperors that they actually found a lot for because the tombs had been robbed previously by other people. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's just the fact that the reason he's famous is mainly because um, uh, the British robbed his tomb while they were, you know, an empire. Oh, I see, OK. Well, the reason I chose Ramesses II was because... Um, I had I had a song already, and I needed a place to put a pharaoh's name, and I was writing this song about an oppressive pharaoh. So I <laughs> I googled worst pharaoh, and his name popped up. Ah, now what is that most evil pharaoh? <laughs> Some stupid Google search. <laughs> yeah. Which one of these was really not nice? And Ramesses the second. Which I just got a dugger. I didn't. I know, because you're on the mixer, I'm in the computer. That was really weird. Um, I, I, can we just, like, leave that in the episode, just, like, as a, like, really background event, to, like, go stereo. Yeah, like, yeah. 
like <laughs> just it. like only on your side of the conversation as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, Ramesses the second has a kind of poetic license where it sort of rhymes with uh, blessing and uh, what other have we got? Sweating um, and all these sort of things. So like Ramesses the second kind of fits in the because it's got the emphasis on that syllable there. That yeah, yeah, exactly. So okay, so the song is basically about. Like, I think sometimes we, now, these days, look back at ancient times and we go, oh, they had so much um, philosophical insight or more of a sacred society, so we kind of, oh, I wish we were back then, you know, because there was more to, to learn on, a, on that level. Um, and then this is about a song, a guy who lives back in time, in ancient Egypt, who longs for the old days. Yeah. So, it's kind of a universal constant, like, no matter what time you're living in, the past was always better. Yeah, exactly. Despite the fact that it never was. So this this song kind of focuses on, I'm as short as it is, it focuses on this character who's kind of like a, a spiritual seeker, but he, his his job, he's a slave, you know, he, he helps build the pyramids and, and monuments and statues. So all day he spends in the, in the sun, shirt off, sweating, you know, building these monuments, um, the, you know, in this oppressive culture. But he knows that there are people out there because his father told him, that there was more to learn about life. So he's basically reminiscing. And it's sort of his own little... Kind of like a, a monologue piece, like a character piece. Like, he's just talking about himself. He's talking about, you know, I'm, I'm yearning for the seasons I never got to see. So back in time. Um, there's something to, to discover a world away from me. Um, I get this funny feeling there's something to behold. My father used to tell me the gifts of long ago when people had the answer to what I longed to know. Um... And all this stuff. And then he kind of goes on to say about... He tries to count his blessings and be grateful, but he is living in this oppressive culture where he's constantly having to sweat and work in the hot sun. Mm. Um, and the song ends with him uh, resolving to... He makes a promise to himself to leave all of his thoughts in the river for somebody else rather than getting attached to his thoughts. So that's kind of like the lyrics. That's a nice line, leaving things in the river. Like It's got a lot of... It's got a lot of, you know, meaning in that it, like, flows along throughout time and then it's, like, carried away <laughs> by nature and all of that. And it's really nice, and I like that line. <laughs> I love your voice. <laughs> Thank you. This is just what I'm going to be like for the rest of the series from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, musically, I mean, it's really straightforward. I mean, I, I hardly have anything to say about it but so it's in E shapes uh, so you got so one three four five i.e. E G sharp minor A B sometimes a B7 uh, yeah and uh, they're chords they work there are some nice moments there where you sort of uh, vary up the order of things while still keeping it with those same few sorts of chords, like there's this nice section where you end up going up to the C sharp and then just like pedaling around. Um, just as a nice sort of counter section to that, like, because um, mm. uh, the trap you can fall into with just using the standard chords is just having one chord sequence throughout the song. Mm, yeah, 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 definitely. Like, uh, you know. There's nothing wrong with staying in one key. There's nothing wrong with having one chord sequence. 
but it's nice just to be able to get the different sections in there so you feel that you're actually progressing. Totally, totally. And I think that's that kind of highlights something for me is that the song, this week's song, was kind of really focused on the melody rather than the chords. So I was I was writing the melody and the chords just happened to support it. So the strength of that section... Like, isn't in the chords. It's, it's more in sort of like the, the movement of, of the tune, you know? Yeah, because you could take that tune... You could put some like out of scale chords underneath that and you could come up with something really interesting but it wouldn't fit the rest of the song and it's not a hundred percent necessary to do that yes exactly and i think there's a, there's a risk of overcomplicating these things so yeah sticking to simple chords is sometimes a lot better you know i'm always surprised when i see beatles footage and stuff of how simplistic they can allow their chord sequences to be you know yeah it's just what the song actually calls for yes exactly so that's pretty much it. I mean, there's really not that much to say about this song, to be I, fair. I do like that. I kind of sort of have a producer's view of, like, how you could do that one. It's like if you had, like, um, like swirling echo and you had all your melodic instruments, like, really distorted. Yeah. Um, uh, and sort of swamped in echo to the point that you can't hear precise attack on the notes and everything. Mm. So it almost becomes like you're... Like a, you're actually performing a pad, as it were, where you like yeah, like if you were just pressing down on the keyboard to come up with the chords, but you're actually performing that, and it just sort of all blurs into one. Yeah, and I like if, that idea. And you've got your vocal front and center on that. You could have that like really dry kind of um, like Zeppelin no quarter, where the uh, the vocal is just like right there, just and there's no echo or anything on it when you've got this like really psychedelic backing track going on. Mm, mm, that'd be very cool. I mean, with that kind of production style in mind, because the chords are so simple, you could get a lot of vocal harmony stuff going on there too. Like, the melodies are kind of tailor-made to be harmonised on, you know? Mm. Yeah, so. you, you're not having to work out like weird semitone lines to transition between keys. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just very, very much straightforward. Um... Anyway, that's 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 it for this song. That's quite yours. nice. I I'll really like that. Nice, nice little song. Thank you very much. So, uh, after a week of studying Egyptology, this is uh, <laughs> this is the song that I came up with this week. Um, yeah, here we go. Deny that he's boring Whenever there's writing It's all part of his grand plan And, you know, that's fine Except whenever there's wrong It's still part of his grand plan It's like, you know, go pick a side He's all on his own And he's got nowhere to go Except maybe a weekend at Satan's Skies at her command 
that's waiting in heaven <laughs> I told you to expect something a wee bit different this week. That was really good. Um, cool. I'm shaking after uh, singing that. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I think it's a great song. Um, it's a bit of a weird one. I've been debating trying to write a song that's a bit more comedy-focused for a while. I've nearly done it once or twice, and in the end I always chicken out. Um, when I started researching ancient Egypt, I started... Uh, getting deeper into the gods. And I thought, oh, okay, there must... Because Egypt has a pantheon of gods, there must be a god about music. And there are a couple, but the major one is Hafer or Hafer. I'm not sure which way it is, but I keep saying Hafer. Yeah, I just started reading up loads of facts about her, and she need, she got... Uh, she has this thing called the Festival of Drunkenness, where, like, you just drink beer. I was just like, mood. Um, and, you know, she's uh, the goddess of the sky and the goddess of festivals... And she's, in mythology, she's sometimes the wife of Ra and sometimes the daughter. But, like, there's this sort of thing where, like, she, for some reason, like, she somehow gets impregnated by Ra every day and then gives birth to him again. Ra is a sun god. Um, so that's why she's the daughter, the wife, and the mother of Ra. Like she's, All like, three. the holy feminine or something. She's basically ancient Egypt's view on, uh, you know, feminine archetypes uh to the point where like most of her priests were females which is why she's kind of feminist uh she's often depicted as a cow which is why you've got she's a half cow wine fuel goddess of a good time um great line of the chorus that yeah i just thought because that's the thing i it's a weird one to explain um because i sort of had this idea earlier in the uh, relatively early, early in the week like i'm going to do this song about the music goddess and I did actually have an initial draft of this lyrics, but it was, like, a more serious thing, like, more in the vein of, like, Frank Turner, uh, like, when he's B 
being really earnest or like, you know, loads of, oh yeah, we could have favor as a God and everything. And it just really wasn't working for me. And I was trying to come up with musical weeks, so I thought I was going to be really clever and try and use like an ancient Egyptian scale for the music, which I didn't end up doing. Real quick, I was going to do the same thing. Yeah, because like the scale is something like... Uh... Right. I thought, okay, I'll try and like, uh, like listen to some Royal Blood and try and get some single note stuff going, which I ended up having something like... all of the accidentals that that scale provides but it just wasn't working and like the tones weren't going together mm. so I ended up on Sunday with like still like basically nothing yeah and I just thought I'd heard earlier in the week this record by Frank Turner and John Snodgrass uh, called Buddies mm-hmm. which is basically the story behind it is that they wrote like 10 songs in uh, an evening in a four hour stretch and some of them are quite stupid and some of them are quite funny and they're clearly just goofing around, but they're having a good time. And they just recorded it all in one session the next day. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, oh, OK, I can just start playing this one a bit funnier. I, th- I think, lack of a better term. I think taking on that spirit of lightness and fun into your songwriting is... a It saves your songwriting sometimes. I think if you take it too seriously, it can become a bit... Well, also the suffers, you know. Well, the thing with this one in particular is um, the more earnest version didn't really mention God that much for the specific reason of I think it's not a secret that I'm an atheist. Um, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, losing listeners by the second. Um, but in the more earnest version, there's more of a temptation to say, "Yeah, God sucks. God does all of this and everything like that." And like, why can't we have the music goddess who's like half a cow? Um, mm. Which it's kind of like a weird negative space. I have written, like, one song which could be considered, like, anti-religious in the past, but on the whole, I'm kind of happy to let, you know, if you believe in God or you have a religion, I'm probably the last person who's going to try and talk you out of it. Um, but I thought, OK, the point of this song is, like, what if we had these pantheon of gods, in particular this one who's just, like, pretty cool. She likes getting drunk. She can turn into a lion. Um, <laughs> you know... And she 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 low key wears the sun like a hat, um, so that's where you sort of get more into the you can like jokingly take the piss out of God and that like the whole setup is like God's nice and all but he is a bit boring. Yeah, which is the beauty of the song. Yeah. You know, I mean that's the difference really between a monotheistic religion and a polytheistic religion. Like uh, if you've got one god, he has to be responsible for everything. So, like, you can't really ascribe certain characteristics to him because mm. he is literally in control of everything. Whereas if you've got a pantheon of gods and, like, one of them is the music god and one of them is the god of the skies and one of them is the god of the afterlife and things like that, mm. those gods have personalities. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, uh, it's probably less convincing uh, than... Uh, a single theistic religion. There's a reason why you don't have a lot of polytheistic religions anymore. Um, but like from an outsider looking in perspective, I'm trying my best to be respectful and failing miserably. Uh, it, it's more interesting. So that's kind of where that comes from. This isn't like a serious attack on religion or anything. It's just mm, a bit mm. of fun. But I like to think of the difference if it was 
a very serious take, a dry take on religion from your perspective. It wouldn't be anything like the song you've written today. And I personally feel, um, I like all your songs, as you know, but when you put a little injection of humour into your songs, your songs like skyrocket and the musicality of it just sings out. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically the lyrics went from being like this list of facts to Hafer to like this comedy list of facts about Hafer. Yes. Uh, which is why you have, like that's where I had the breakthrough moments of like, okay, I really need to drive home that this is a comedy song, so what can I do? I can have like a stabby bit in the middle where I have to take a breath. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, which is why I've got the bovine alcoholic angry kind of eminent, that bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant. I just think that's so you, you know. Like even in a song like Pause, um, one of yours, there's that bit where you, when you play it live, you you stop and then there is like a literal pause. And that comic tension is so you, it's brilliant. Um, thank you, that's just trying to deflate the pomposity of myself so that I appear more appealing to um, the audience and people don't throw things at me. Um, if that's not too wordy a sentence. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? But then once I got this set of lyrics, and it's a lot more lyrics than I normally write, it takes up basically two pages. Mm. I was just thinking, right, I can't do like loads of clever shit. Because mm. um, this was like Sunday evening. I was literally writing this on the bus home. Actually, kind of funny, like when I was, um, I got out of work and I had the idea for the song and it was raining. And so I got on the bus about 45 minutes later when I got off the bus, when I got basically up to the second chorus, like pelting down like with hail and everything. This is like when Storm Dennis was coming over the UK. It's just like, Hailing down, I was just so tempted to yell up to the sky, all right, God, I won't write the song then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't because I would have received hail to the face and I would just end up with, like, you know, this bloody mess as my visage. And obviously I'm the beautifulest person ever and I need to protect this. It's all a lie. But, um, uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. But then I had, like, an evening to put this together. So I just thought, okay, this is a comedy song, so I can't really be doing, like, loads of really cool stuff or, like, really complicated stuff because you need to listen to the lyrics. So this is why it falls mainly in the scale of C and Mm -hmm. it doesn't really change that much. Right. Like, it's mainly uh, based around 1, 4 and 5, C, F and G. Uh, To the point where, like, that first bit was going to be Ladies and gents, I like to talk about God and I just thought eh, If I just put the D on an F Because I went to D minor the first time If I just put that to an F And then that feels a bit more at home, as it were Yeah, yeah, yeah It has a little bit more of a mellow feel to it With that D in there Yeah, and then the only other bit in the verses That's kind of out of key is that um, it's just basically a major third. It's an E with a G sharp in the bass. Oh, right, right. Because that's sort of like a common trick you can use there. Same thing goes for the walk down on the uh, chorus. Festivals It's just C, B flat, A, G over a C chord. Is that second chord B flat major, just a regular B flat chord? No, it's just B flat over, over C. C. Nice, nice. Yeah, see, this is a cool thing to do, like, is have your diatonic chords but change what the bass is doing. That's always a fun thing to do. 
Yeah, and then the only other, the only, like, interesting bit for me in any kind of way is like um, the hey for brings a ray game and God just can't keep up, which is just D minor, E minor, F, and then F G C. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. kind of works. And it needs to be that simple, doesn't it, for the lyrics to have a a platform to stand on. Yeah, it's rare that you can uh, like put complicated chords and um, lyrics together. Otherwise, you're going to need to like be a lot softer with how you perform. Mm. Like uh, Tim Minchin is like one of the few musical comedians who I think has got like the complicated chords mm. and the lyrics down pat. If you listen to something like "Beautiful You" or "If You Really Loved Me," mm. um, but uh, yeah, that's basically all there was to it. Like there is a minor four on the bridge, just to sort of emphasize the change. Like. <laughs> Just to like make that point there. Yeah, yeah. And then set you up nicely because that's F, F minor. When we could have uh, to get you into that G for the bit. <laughs> I like the fact that you're singing that that bit where it stabs, and you do the more immediately obvious comic bit. Over the over the five, so it's the dominant, dominant, dominant. So you know you're gonna go back to something like a punchline. It's very well done. Yeah, and then there's a bit after that, uh, which I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep, but it's kind of I wanted to get this little bit of research in. Uh, basically, most of the names we have for um, ancient Egyptian stuff are derived from the Greek names from them because the ancient Greeks were fascinated with ancient Egypt. Okay. So, yeah, we've just basically we refer to everything via bastardised Greek names for uh, Egyptian stuff. So that's hmm. why you have that lyric. I can borrow from the Greeks a degree of appropriation. It sort of makes sense when you look at like their religion where they've got all the gods as well. Yes, it's very similar, actually. Um, and then just to say, OK, weird stuff, going back to the chorus soon, you've got the... Hey, for I am your... That sort of stuff. I was yeah. thinking, like, can I make that sound religious? Like a like a conversion, it. I don't think it works, but it it it's 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 okay. But it it works there, for if, that bit of the song. If it was, if there was any line to cut in that, it would be that section, just because that's kind of like okay. I did this research. I need to put it in there somewhere. Mm. And you got a nice Mario cadence with that "Hey, I'm yours" line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a flat, flat six major, a flat seven major, and uh, the root. Which is a very cool way. I always think of that as like a kind of... It can really change up a song, even just doing it once, having that little bit. Well, you can sort of see that in the beginning of... Um, uh, with a little help from my friend, CDE. And you can see that on the end of She's Electric by Oasis, which is exactly the same. It's with even the same vocal melody over the top of CDE. Sorry, I'll stop wailing on Oasis at this point. Um, <laughs> stop, he's already dead. <laughs> but Those yeah. poor Gallagher brothers, you never leave them alone. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I have to say for that one. If I had more time to change this up and I didn't write this on the Sunday, uh, I'd probably, you know, festivals and skies were her command, music was a gift to me, I'd probably change those up a bit more. Mm. So, like, you have, like, that one as the first one, then change the others uh, as well.
but I was running yeah. out of facts and time at this point. So you can sort of see, you'll probably be able to see this when we post the lyric sheet up on Instagram uh, once this episode goes out. But uh, the idea to change the second line of each one, each chorus, uh, came relatively late. So you can sort of see I've got chorus and then scribbled next to it what each line is meant to be. Oh, right, OK. Uh, after that, because it's just like, OK, I really need to vary this up because comedy songs aren't necessarily meant to be hooky and poppy. They're meant to, like, be wordy and make you laugh. That's a good point. It sounds obvious when you say it, but I never really thought of that. Because it's very rare that you actually have a hook that you actually repeat properly all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's great. I think it's really cool. Thank you. I'm so worried. I was so worried about that. I was just, <laughs> like, the minute I sort of... Wrote the first line, ladies and gents, I'd like to talk about God. He's kind of boring. I just thought, should I? <laughs> when you when you sang that first line, you went, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to talk about God. And then you, you speak a line, you go, something like, this won't take long. I was like, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, about to go, no, it's fine, take your time. <laughs> I thought you were just talking to me. Yeah, I originally sang those lines, but I couldn't, like, keep it consistent. And it's also, like, funnier... T- to it enabled to do the joke later, like a uh, hey for transform to a beast just to be a troll. Mm. The next line was originally sung talk about a power play, but like um, I thought it was just funnier to sort of uh, ramble out. And then later the next day she turned up naked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. I think there's an ancient turf like a trap. Uh, it's like a farmer or a traveller or something who meets Hay for one day and she's literally like some giant monster. The next day she turns up naked and it's just like, for some reason, like, he had done something in the intervening day to placate her. What was it? Not a clue. This is a skim read off Wikipedia for you, mate. Like, <laughs> I didn't do, like, tons and tons of research for this. But, but that's the thing I really struggled with. Because... Um, with ancient Egypt, there are so many ways you can go down. You can go down the culture, you can go down the music, you can go down the pharaohs, you can go to the gods, you can uh, go to their influence on other civilizations. You can even just look at the um, monuments like the pyramids and the sphinx and everything. And it's it's a wide topic, which is probably why I ended up writing this one quite late. Yeah. I, I should mention, um, we kind of, like, chose a few each topics for challenges and the reason i chose ancient egyptology is because i had an interest at the time we made the list in hermeticism which was the old way of like spiritual thinking in in egypt so my topic was going to be hermeticism but i thought that would be a little too uh kind of dense to just throw out there as a challenge because you have to explain what it is and everything but um that's a little behind the scenes yeah it's a I, I, uh, hopefully that's the most complicated challenge we have in terms of, like, research. <laughs> I'm the, there's one I'm particularly looking forward to. Is uh, that the last one? No, no, it's um, that one will be good, but the one with the uh, conversation. I can't remember what that is. The AI conversation, where we find an AI chatbot. Oh, yes! i completely forgotten we were going to do that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what we should do, like, next season or something, or the next time we do challenges, is, like, real-life challenges? Like, uh, for example... Is this not real enough for you, Roger? I want to I wanted go out in the world. I just confess my love for a god uh, of ancient Egypt who isn't worshipped anymore. Is that not real enough for you? <laughs> like, you could do... <laughs> That was actually very real. Um, but, like, one challenge, one week could be go out for coffee with somebody. 
come a friend or whatever it is, but like go out for coffee with somebody. Another challenge could be. I don't have friends. Can I get an enemy to go to coffee with me? Yeah, that'd be even better. Um, another one could be, God, you know, real life stuff. You know, that'd be fun. Like, uh, well, I don't know what normal people do. What do normal <laughs> people do? Whatever they do, we'll do. Please leave a comment right now. What normal people do. We need to know. <laughs> yeah, if you have any ideas for challenges, send them in. Weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com because it would be good to get some listener challenges too. Yeah, because we, we just tend to think of the same old ones. Like I've put loads of weird stuff into songs or like be inspired by things that we're interested in at the moment. Inspired by? <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's endearing. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, wrap up. I think your song's really cool. It's funny, and like I say, whenever you have that injection of humour, I love it. It's brilliant. Cool. Always, always a good thing. Cool. Thank you. Um, we... And if you want to send me hate mail, the address is... <laughs> Weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com Hello. I'm going to read out the email like this. I'll have no vocal cords afterwards. Hello. I am a little girl, aged eight, and I really like... <laughs> Just me of that joke from The Simpsons. Dear Lisa, I'm so worried about our, our country. The revolution is failing. And we have been, you know, we have been uh, told to glorify Glorious Crow. Sincerely, little girl. <laughs> Hello, uh, Earth children. Where just, are you from? Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, I just love the, that sort of joke of like the the narrator switching like uh, voices halfway through. Uh, we are being overfront and we are celebrating glorious crawl. Sincerely, <laughs> it's little girl as well. Yeah, that yeah. does it for me. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh. Cool. So I have the email up. Cool. Uh, did you want to either read it or introduce a section? Okay, so we've got an email here um, in the email bit of the show from John Key. I thought you were going to say in our email inbox. (laughs) (laughs) We have an email here just lying on the floor. (laughs) You didn't file it away properly, Declan. I try! (laughs) So Declan is going to read this email from the marvellous, the wonderful... um, He's emailed in before. Yes. John. John Key. John Key. Ladies and gentlemen, Declan Kitchener. Well, John Key. Ladies Um, and gentlemen, John Key. So, John Key writes, I'm really excited you're back. Congrats on getting on Spotify, though. I've been listening on CastBox. I never hear it mentioned as an option, but you can be found there as well. So we're going to have to start mentioning that on the end Mm. of the episodes. Like, we have no idea where half of this stuff ends up going out. But I'd imagine getting on Spotify is pretty huge. Both songs were so good this week. I have to give Declan kudos for the research and execution. Both the songs, four minutes, wow, with the B-flat carry throughout and the guitar work playing along with that melody and chords. No idea how you can do that. It's not difficult. And like Roger said, figuring out chords that work and still contain the B-flat is a, like a tricky maths problem, and you played it all on one take. Pretty impressed with the research that went behind lithograph. The one note throughout relating to nature makes me think of cosmic microwave uh, background radiation. It's like this constant underlying thing that is just part of the universe, like a signature left by the Big Bang. Uh, side note, that's when you turn a TV on. This isn't in the email, this is just me speaking. But when you turn a TV on, you see like the static there. That is the background radiation from the Big Bang. So that's still like spreading throughout the universe. Really? I, yeah, genuinely. 
Back to the letter. Um, it also makes me think of a thing in the screen guy's life that, that is always there and drives him to this state of screaming, maybe a nagging, persistent problem like a person who can't get rid of the voice in their head. Combine those musical references with the lyrical references to the red sky, the lithograph, etc. That was really well done. Thank you very much. Roger's piece is such a great hook right from the start. I love the explanation of how you came up with that and how nicely it works with the next chords. Agree with Declan about panic attack at the high notes of that phrase. Works well on an unconscious or conscious level. It's such a pleasant and humble song and I really appreciate the descriptions for how you were creating it. Really great the two different strategies you used to get inspiration from the scream. I like how Roger takes the background figures into account as a juxtaposition but both back and front are both representations of the same mind. You both had great F songs in this episode. Different but both awesome. Nice job on the challenge. And the challenges have been pretty cool this season. I wish I'd sent some challenge suggestions in the past. I've had some ideas occasionally listening to challenge episode. Roger, the idea of writing lyrics starting with if, then, really resonated with me as a programmer. I'm tempted to write something in charge of that actually compiles and runs but is somehow singable too. That'd probably be pretty terrible, but as a template for coming out with lyrics, that's great advice. I would genuinely be interested to hear like a song that's like a executable program. That'd be really fucking cool. Back to the letter. Mm. Keep giving us these little tips. Whether it works for every listener or not, someone out there will use it and you've just helped them get through writer's block. Thanks, guys, for the good running material and inspiration. I'm still writing every week and running. In fact, I've already listened to this episode twice already and might again for a third time on one of my next runs. Honestly, I've tried listening to some other songwriting podcasts and they just don't do it for me. Hope you guys can do this for a long, long time. John. Thank you very much. That's a very that's a very in-depth letter and it makes us feel like all warm and fuzzy inside. It's, it's so cool to hear that, you know, he's... John, you're into the podcast and your songwriting and it, the stuff we're saying actually helps. That's yeah. a huge surprise. Yeah, because like we just goof around here. Like uh, <laughs> this is kind of like just what we're like off mic. This is just like our regular conversation. So it's just kind of nice to hear that like people are actually getting something from it. Yeah, I, I think there's quite probably quite a good thing that we don't sort of like be too in character or anything. We're just talking how we would normally talk. Yeah, like. Um, this, in fact, we end up having some weirder conversations off the mic than we do on the mic. Uh, I have to stop behaving ourselves a little bit. Talk about all sorts. That sounds really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say what we talk about, but... Yeah, we'll talk about the forbidden items. <laughs> we can talk about this chord. Not on this the podcast. do it. <laughs> it's getting a bit Dalek there. Yeah, but uh, he makes a good point there about having listener suggestions for challenges. Because we've often said in the past, like, please write in letters, please send in your songs that you've written in a week. And we still want those because we enjoy reading them out and having them on the podcast. Uh, but if you have an idea for a challenge, then um, please do send that along as well. Because mm. uh, we would be really interested to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Um, any challenge ideas would probably... Make it into the show. I mean, you know, as long as it's doable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not so long as it's not like a challenge. Like, who was you saying that uh, did that album where he uh, rented out gear from a music shop and then returned it? Don't know if that's me who told you that. Someone said that. I I heard of this guy who lived in an inner city, and he, I think it was a it was a rapper and producer. He he was homeless and he used to go to the Apple Store every day. <laughs> make music on one of the MacBooks that was tied to the wall. And he made an entire album like that. And he just save it on a USB stick every day and come in every day for like a month and he made an album like that. 
That's kind of inspiring in a way. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely zero budget. Well, apart from the USB stick. Which, uh, can you imagine, like, if you, if you were, have the tragedy of being homeless and everything and, like, you end up making on the streets and it's just like, oh, can I buy you food? Can I get, uh, look after you like this? No, could you just buy me a USB stick, please? <laughs> <laughs> I find that that story interesting too because they must have they they wipe the memory on these things quite often. So like if people go into the apps uh, Mac store and it's they take like photos. It's not like locked up with like you know silly photos and everything and like. Uh... So they must have like opened Garage Band at the end of every day and gone. What the Shit, fuck's been going this on This is good. <laughs> we have to delete it though. And this guy's got a USB stick with all of it on. Yeah. God bless that man. He's our next guest on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for that email, John Key. Um, genuinely, it's really cool to get emails, isn't it? Yeah, we do. Like I said, we do like reading them out and everything. And uh, yeah, it's it's just nice to know that people are listening and actually getting something from it. Totally. Yeah, it's really good. Um, do we have anything else to do in this area, or should we move on to the all roundup? I think we need to move on to Woody's roundup. Well, Woody's wrap up, I should say. Um, Woody's wrap-up. Come on, it's time to play. There's Jessie, the old cow girl. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm so white. <laughs> Moving on. So that was it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, if you want to send in a letter, send in a song, send in a song challenge idea, uh, if you just want to get in contact at all, uh, why not send us an email at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we can either read your letter out on the show play your song on the show or um, if you don't want that just make a note that you don't want to read out and we can just send you can we can just read that anyway it's fine it's fine it's all cool um, uh, if you enjoyed the episode why not leave a heart or a like on uh, SoundCloud leave a comment leave a five star review on iTunes follow us on Spotify uh, head over to CastBox because we don't know that exists <laughs> we um, do now we do now <laughs> um, but talking of finding us in weird places where can they find you online Roger? Uh, so I'm my music is at rogerheathers.com um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at rogerheathers for both of those um, I'll leave it at that, but yeah, give me a follow. I'm always doing stuff. Your music is also on Bandcamp under uh, Roger Heather's for your solo stuff and Pete Greenboat for um, your work with Joe O'Neill. That's right. So, Declan, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on basically just SoundCloud. Uh, if you look into who the Weekly Song Podcast is following, uh, I show up there. If you can't find that, then just search Declan Kitchener in the search bar. I'm fairly certain I'm the only one although I say that every week and I never check so perhaps this week I'll do a little googling word indeed um, yeah and I think that's basically it for this episode should we say what the challenge is for next week yes let's uh, say what the challenge is for next week yes is there, is there any reason why you just like uh, repeated the sentence at me sir um, because the song started playing okay cool <laughs> go on well, do your thing uh, this week we are being inspired by Wuthering Heights uh, I've basically had the book lying on the side of my counter for ages and I thought I'd try and read it uh, and I thought I'd inflict that on Roger as well mm -hmm. I'd recommend starting reading it now it's a long book um, uh, and we're going to see who can resist making a Kate Bush uh quote in the music for as long as we can 
<laughs> just both get to the chorus. Heathcliff, it's me or Kathy. I've come home now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, get ready. Out on the windy, windy monsoon. <laughs> God, you guys should see this dancing. Yeah. I hated you, I loved you too. You're good at that. Um, I have a lot of practice being an idiot at work. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so look forward to that challenge. Um, and thank you for listening. Indeed. And uh, that's pretty much all. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.